0: you're listening to the little things the go-to podcast dedicated to helping you get your career started behind the chair let's do this so where are my salon owners out there i see you Um, I know you've got big dreams, big goals, big visions for your salon. When you became a salon owner, didn't you you envision yourself with all kinds of money coming in, success? You're going to build it big, right? However, don't you find yourself wondering, how am I going to do that if I'm still working full-time behind the chair? It's really, really hard to grow your business if you're working in your business. The first time I heard that... I didn't really know how to, to take it. Um, you can't grow something if you're in it. You've got to find people that are better than you and allow them to do their thing. Uh, let me let me tell you a little bit about that. People who know me, they, um, and you might already know this story, I, I own Xanadu Hair Salon in Chesapeake, Virginia. and our um, path was that it started as a two-station little tiny salon and we built it over years uh, it took us four years to build two salons 35 stylists and two million in revenue that's a lot of hard work that's a lot of showing up when you don't feel like it that's a lot of just grind and grit and praying to the hair gods let me just tell you but it was also, it took me to step away from behind the chair to work on building my stylists' careers. Because when you build help them be successful behind their chair, they will make the salon successful. That's when I really, really saw it happen. Let me, let me walk you through how this works. So the first thing you have to do is figure out how you're gonna step away from the chair and then you're probably saying Denise though I love doing hair I want to do hair that's why I got into this business that's fabulous fabulous I love doing hair too I love it I love the relationships with my guests and guess what as a salon owner you can pick and choose when and who you want to do hair it's a slippery slope because once you start and somebody sees you doing hair it's like hey I thought you weren't doing hair anymore but you can get creative, and you can do photo shoots, and, you, and trust me, I'm sure you have family who still wants their hair done, so you could still do that. Um, but how you want to plan it is you want to s- stop doing hair behind the chair. You can plan it out in six months. That's I think that's what I did. As I, instead of doing five days of hair, I would take it down four days. I'd take it down three days the next month, two days the next month, and then I just said, no more. You're probably asking me, well, what did I do with all my clients? I set them up with another stylist in the salon. I introduced them. I had their trust. I would introduce the stylist when they would come in, the one that I thought they would mesh with the best, and just slowly but surely say, hey, I'm thinking about stepping out from behind the chair. If I was to do that and you couldn't get in with me, I want to introduce you to so-and-so she is fabulous with highlights or she's fabulous with bob haircuts or whatever it is i think you'll really like her how about next time we make your appointment with her or him and um, see how you like it what the, the trick is is you want them to stay at your salon you just want to build your team members books with your guests your guests trust you and they want the best for you. They want your business to succeed. They don't want you to go home exhausted all the time. You deserve better than that. You, you've you put everything on the line for better than that. I, I think sometimes people don't realize that salon ownership, it is tough you got to know all the things not only how to do hair but how to corral all the cats if you will you know the whole team you've got um, all kinds of artistic personalities you've got to know your financials you've got to know scheduling you've got to know marketing you've got to know all the little things that it takes to be successful right the next thing you want to do and this was a game changer set up one-on-ones monthly with every team member Every month you sit down for a half an hour, 45 minutes, and you sit eyeball to eyeball with them in your office or at a coffee shop somewhere. And some of the things that you wanna discuss is, first of all, you wanna know how they're doing. Personally, you want to build that relationship with them. More than just doing hair, you wanna ask how their family's doing. Is there anything going on outside of work that you might need to know? You don't need to know all their personal life, but that you might need to know that might be affecting what they're doing in your four walls. Uh, Maybe their mom's real sick or maybe they're having relationship problems. You don't have to know all the details, but maybe that's affecting how they're showing up or how they're producing or how they're focused. Sometimes, and we all know this, it's a struggle just to show up with a smile on your face and you need to know if you need to give them a little bit of grace or if they're just being lazy anyway so when you set up your one-on-ones with your team members you also want to start talking about goal setting ask them what is their goal i've had all kinds i've had people tell me they wanted to buy a a four-wheel drive truck i've had people tell me they want to send their kids to college and pay for it i've had people tell me they want to of course be a hundred thousand dollar take-home stylist that's usually the goal i get i don't know why 'Cause there's a lot of money and I guess that's the definition of success for stylists. But I've also had people tell me that they just wanna come in and not have to care you know, not not have to think about what their children are doing or dishes in the sink or laundry or whatever. It's their escape. And that's perfectly fine. We've had people like that as long as they're showing up and they're um living our culture and breathing our our brand that is perfectly fine. As long as I know that going into it, right? If I'm expecting them to be a hundred thousand dollar stylist and because it takes a lot of focus to do that, but they're just wanting to, to have time off from being a mom. Those are two a hundred percent different things. And I can, I can deal with both of them. I just need that communication. So that's what one-on-ones are for is so you can communicate. So you can get to know what's going on with them. Also gives them an opportunity to ask you some questions privately. Maybe they've had some concerns. Maybe they've heard something going on in the break room. I don't know. You don't want people tattling, Um, but it's it's their opportunity to sit with you and it also shows that you care because you're eyeball to eyeball with them, right? Now your first one-on-ones kind of might feel a little bit awkward and weird um, because you're like, what did we talk about? we do have a list of questions that you can actually ask them on -on one-on-ones. If you want that, just let me know. Just drop me a message behind and I'll get that mailed to you, emailed out to you. But you also want to start talking about goals and goal setting. And um, we're we're going to be doing a whole class on How does that, how do you even break down goals? Because not everybody works the same hours. Not everybody's on the same level. Not everybody charges the same pricing. So not everybody's goals are the same. So how do you even figure that out? And I have a whole class set up that we'll be going over that. Um, I think it's really important that everybody's on the same playing field for themselves. But you have people too who say, i they're at a certain level and they want to be a hundred thousand dollar stylist you need to know how to break down a spreadsheet you put in the amount like a hundred thousand dollars take home 20 percent tips whatever you can play with those numbers and you tell them and it'll break it down exactly what they need to do not only monthly but weekly and daily so they know that they might have to do 500 days to and i'm making this up Um, to be able to be a $100,000 stylist. That's also selling retail. And if you pay um, commissions on retail, you would take that in consideration. But in the um, spreadsheet, you can change all of those those little uh, levers to make it so you can have your salon set up just right. Again, if you would like to have that spreadsheet, just let me know. We are working on a class for salon owners that has all of this in it so um, that's why I have all this material available so if you'd like little tidbits of information I don't mind sharing Um, just know that um, we will be having an online class just for salon owners um, that will help you get through all your numbers your vision your goal setting um, how to read a spreadsheet how to read your P&Ls how to um, why retail is so important Why culture is so important. How to corral the cats, if you will. Um, How to set up your compensation um, so you're not losing money. There's so much to it, right? Marketing. Anyway, we're working on it. So, if you want want to be one of the first people to know about it, just let us know. Again, drop me a message. I'll make sure you're on the list. So, one-on-ones. Goal setting. Connection. Asking questions. Um, But most importantly, you want to make sure your one-on-ones are pre-scheduled in advance. Trust me, time gets away from you and all of a sudden it's next month. So I I always go the first of the year and go through and just mark off the calendar, half-hour sessions. And sometimes, it depends on your software, Um, sometimes it's just easier to do at the same time every month. You might have people who want to come in on their day off. For their one-on-ones, and you might have people who want to do it while they're at the salon on their on their shift. Everybody's different. Another thing that you need to consider when you are growing your business, you have to learn to let go of control. That's a hard one. It's so hard for me. Um, if you're like me, I just it's like okay, it's easier just to do it myself than it is to explain it to someone. If, do it still do it with my kids and their adults um i do it with my husband i do it with my team and it is so hard i don't know what it is about me i guess i'm just a fixer if somebody has a problem let me fix it and i kind of like fixing things i like to be the one to do it i don't think i'm a control freak but as a salon owner <laughs> i think we all have a little bit of that in us um so we really have to learn to delegate And what I mean by that is you got to learn how to delegate for one Uh, because you can't just say, okay, Sally, you're in charge of Instagram because you're setting them up to fail. you need to spell it out exactly what the expectations are. So if Sally's in charge of Instagram, you need to let her know, here's my expectation, at least five posts a week, two reels. The goal is to bring in so many followers or likes a month, whatever it is that your goal is. Um, and it has to be on brand. So, um, and then let, let Sally do her thing and then check in with her in a week or two put it on your calendar and say let's take a look at this is she living up to that expectation is she knocking it out of the park is she doing better than you thought what you don't want to happen is you give it to her because i've done this so many times you give this to her without any clear expectation of what you want done or what your expectations are and then she does it and it's not up to your expectations so you just do it yourself And that makes Sally feel like terrible. I know, I've done it. I've done it to so many people. And luckily now (laughs) I have a team who who look at me and go, excuse me, can I do this, you know? um, And they they call me out on it. But they didn't always call me out on it because I didn't even know I was doing it. I had to actually let them know, hey, please make me stop, you know? Because you guys are so capable and also it makes them proud of working at your salon. When you give them responsibility and accountability, they show up differently um, and makes them proud and it makes them part of the culture and part of the process and they show up differently. So that's what's most important. Not only does it clear your schedule to get other things done, because your most important job, if you truly have a big dream and a big vision and you wanna grow your salon, your most important job is to grow your team your focus is your team not the clients anymore the team is focusing on the clients your job is take care of the team they'll take care of the salon but if you take care of their goals and their and they start growing guess what the salon grows too that's how we did it and that's how we reached 2 million in revenue i'm not saying that to brag because i'm definitely not bragging we're not there anymore that was When we had all pistons going, all four wheels on the ground, that was running hard. And it was a lot of hard work. Do not get me wrong. I'm not functioning at that level anymore um, because I moved clear across the country from my team. I sold one of my salons and we're back down to a a manageable size, which suits me just fine. Because I did the big thing and I found that that wasn't for me it's not always for you if you have a big ambitious goal make sure it's your goal not somebody else's goal or not what you think you should do Um, sometimes the definition of success isn't always our definition of success so make sure you're defining it for you and I think that just comes with age too so let's, let's just review you got big dreams big visions as a salon owner, first thing you have to do, you have to do is stop working in your business and work on your business. Step away from the chair. I know it's hard and it feels like how can somebody else take care of my guests as good as I can? They can't. They, well, they might. They might even be better because trust me, my staff is, knocks it out of the park now. Um, set up one-on-ones monthly with every single team member every single team member. Talk about goals. Talk about um, strategy. Talk about what they consider success. Get to know your team members on a different level. Keep it professional. Uh, Let them see that you care about them. and, And then thirdly, delegate. You have to give up some control. You have to. That's the only way you can grow. Anyway, I hope these tips have helped you. If you have any questions whatsoever as a salon owner and you just need somebody to talk to, reach out. I'm here. Um, I would love to hear from you. We are getting ready to start a mastermind group, which I'm pretty excited about, that uh, we'll be meeting monthly, talking about all the things. I mean, as salon owners, you probably know this, it's kind of lonely at at the top. It's lonely. Uh, you can't talk to your team members about what keeps you up at night. First of all, they didn't sign up for that. You shouldn't be telling them that. I mean, it's kind of like you don't discuss your money matters with your children, you know, your home finances with your children because it's not really their concern. Same with um, salon ownership. You know, if if uh, payroll is keeping you up at night, you don't, want to burden your team with your struggles. Now I'm not saying you can't be transparent about some things. I'm not saying that at all cuz I think that is uh, it, that takes it to another level. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing. But I'm just saying that your team members want to do their job. So when you became a salon owner, your job became different. You're not a hairstylist anymore. You're a salon owner, and that's a lot. And so if you have big dreams and big vision, hopefully uh, we can help get you there. Until next time, remember, it's not about the little things, it's all about the little things. Thanks a lot for listening today. I hope you walk away feeling inspired and encouraged. If you're loving our podcast, do us a favor and leave us a review. Better yet, take a screenshot of this episode, share it with your stylist friends, tag us, and follow us on Instagram at the little things for stylist. And we will do the same. Thanks again for listening and helping us to remove the stigma of our industry. I will see you on the next episode. Remember, it's not about the little things. It's all about the little things. Bye for now.